Aren't you glad that after it was all over, the disciples felt so very alone, his body was secured in that tomb? Aren't you glad that as the disciples were grieving and longing to be reassured that he actually did show up? And aren't you grateful that he shows up in each of our lives with more than enough encouragement? There's a very touching story here in Luke 24, which is one of my favorite uh, resurrection appearances of Christ because of the intimacy as two of the disciples uh, were going home to Emmaus, and Jesus joined them on the road. Beginning with verse 13 of Luke 24. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about what had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself, underline that, Jesus himself came and walked with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still and their faces downcast. And one of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and that does not know the things that have happened these days? Verse 19, Jesus said, well, what things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Notice that. We hoped that he was the one. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and they didn't find his body. And they came and told us that they, what they had seen, a vision of angels and that he was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see. Verse 25, And he said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things, and then enter glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Verse 30, notice what happened. And when he was at the table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight, and they asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And they got up and returned once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them, and assembled together, saying, it is true. The Lord has risen 
and has appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he first broke the bread. They told about how he had joined them on their journey, their walk. About, it's about seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They really didn't expect such an incredible encounter as they started out. In fact, they were discouraged. What do you do after the one you trusted is brutally, publicly executed, put in the tomb, confusing stories that maybe he be alive? Well, you feel like going home. You feel like starting over. It's no wonder they were discouraged. But as they walked and talked to each other about the things that had happened, someone came along to walk with them. It was the Lord. Has Jesus met you on your walk, your life journey? Did you wake up one day and realize that you weren't alone, that He had come along and begun a conversation with you? Jesus asked simple questions, well, You know, what are these things that you speak about? And as they looked up and saw him, they didn't recognize him because they had been so traumatized by the events of that week. Have you heard of uh, this uh, problem that people have who've experienced a a real catastrophe or a a crisis where this uh, post-stress disorder, this incredible feeling of disorientation and and pain and confusion. Soldiers experience that when coming home from the battlefield. If you've had a serious automobile accident or death of a loved one, you know what it is to try to recover after a very stressful event. Well, this was their experience. And they were so stressed out, they couldn't even recognize that this was Jesus. There was something in their hearts they couldn't really believe that he really had, he really was alive and that he really had come to see them. Is it possible for you to be close to Christ, even face to face with Christ and not see him? Absolutely. When we're focused on ourselves and our own problems and our own needs, and we're traumatized by the disappointments of life, it's difficult for us to see Jesus as he really is. It's difficult for us to know that he's there, that he cares, and he has the power to rescue us. But we know, we know from the testimony of Scripture, the experience of believers in all generations, Jesus really does show up in our lives when we need him. And he really is able to help. Aren't you glad that we have a God that's willing to walk with us? Think about God when he created Adam and Eve and set, put them in the garden and wanted fellowship with them. And the scripture says that he walked with them in the cool of the evening. Think about that sad moment when the first time Adam thought back and said something to his wife and said, Uh, Eve, do you remember when God used to walk with us in the garden? 
that that was the greatest fulfillment that they experienced. And because of sin, they had lost that. Think about the children of Israel being delivered from Egypt, making their way to the promised land, and their hearts weren't right. And so God walked with them for 40 years to change their hearts. Wow, how long did it take? How long does it take us to get our hearts right, even when God is walking with us? Well, the hope is, the blessing is, He's willing to walk with us. How many of you can say that God has walked with you at least 40 years? There's been some wilderness, there's been some promised land, yes, but thank God that He didn't abandon us, that He didn't give up, that He wants to continue to walk with us. You know what? He walks with us because He loves each one of us. Each one of us is special. How could each of us be God's special kid? I don't know. It's a miracle, but... Those two disciples felt so very special when Jesus showed up. And these were not significant disciples. They're not mentioned elsewhere. They were just a couple of the followers who Jesus showed up and spoke to. You know, I was uh, listening to one of my daughters uh, talk a while back about how each of the kids in our, in our, our family thought that they were the favorite, the special. And, you know, uh, she said, well, you know... I remember when you told me that I was, I was your favorite middle child. And that my little sister was your favorite baby of the family. And your, my older brother was your favorite oldest. And she says, you know, each of us felt we were the favorite. And it wasn't confusing at all. Now, parents, God gives parents the special ability to love their children that way. How much does, more does God have the ability to love each of us so that we each know that, he's, that we're His favorite? How many of you know that you're God's favorite? Raise your hand. Why? Because He told you. <laughs> you're His favorite. And that's how these disciples felt when He showed up. And He spent the time to walk with them and explain. Now, I want you to see this. Uh, and uh, I want you to follow along the story and just see it in five parts. First of all, I want you to see that this is really about the walk, which is a metaphor for life, the journey. And that they were walking alone, and then he joined them, and through this walk together, they were saved. They received new hope. The second thing I want you to see is they needed him to walk with them because of the worry that had overtaken their lives. They were worried. They were troubled. They were confused. There was no place to go. The promise that they held so dearly had disappeared. And now there was nothing to do but to to go home and try and forget. Isn't it something how Jesus didn't come in to preach to them He didn't tell them, okay, now get to church as soon as you can. You know, you've got to really start practicing your religion again. No, he said, what happened? (laughs) And he cared and he listened. Are you glad that God listens to you? Hey, this is a great scripture to tell us, instruct us about prayer and how we need to pray in terms of God wants to listen to your cares and your concerns and your word to pour out your heart. What a blessing it is to do that. 
And so the worries and the concerns... You know, God has a way of meeting us at our point of need over and over again. You know, it's something to humble ourselves and even admit that we need help. But how important that is to really feel God's hand reaching out and to begin to reassure us. He led them from their worry to a sense of hope and salvation and a sense of power and of witness. But the next thing I want you to see that this is about is the Word. Because He led them with their worries into the Scriptures. He went back and marched through the prophets that had said the Messiah would come and had to suffer and die and be rose from the dead. And their hearts were strengthened through the Word of God. Now, is there an important lesson for us today? Jesus doesn't lead you deeper into your feelings. He leads you into the truth of His Word. And it is that truth that will set you free. Hallelujah. And so... The Word. It was the Word that Christ Himself used to turn their thinking towards the hope of the resurrection that the prophets had promised. Are you glad that God's Word is still available to us today? Every day. Every time we open the pages, Christ leading us to the truth which will set us free, lead us into the fullness of His promise. Next, I want you to see that this resulted in an incredible wonder which was transformational as they began to realize who he was. And in that moment when he stayed with them to eat and he broke the bread, they remembered the Last Supper. They remembered. And as they remembered... They recognized him. And as they recognized him, he disappeared. And the wonder of that experience, that he had met with them, he had walked with them, they didn't recognize him. And then as he shared a meal with them, they were reminded. That tells us something about the importance of the Lord's Supper, doesn't it? It's not just a tradition or a ritual. There's something that, listen, when we take the Lord's Supper, it's not just symbolic. You know what? He is spiritually present with us. Spiritually present with us. And we realize as we partake, we are connecting with Him in an essential way. And so it was with these disciples. But the wonder, the wonder that took place as they saw Jesus as he really is. Does your life lack a sense of wonder? The excitement and the power of new beginnings? Maybe you need to see Jesus again. Now, I know you've seen him before, if you've accepted him as your Savior, if you've grown as a Christian, there have been times when you really have have seen him and you really have had the assurance in your heart that, You really know Him. But maybe at this time and season of your life, you need to see Him in a new and fresh way. You realize that 
You know, we're always changing. Our circumstances are changing. We need to realize that Jesus is always relevant to who we are and what we need in the now. And He chooses to reveal Himself in the now. If we'll only open our eyes and look. And as we see Him, and our heart leaps out to embrace Him, something happens to us. And this is the last thing I want us to see, and that is our witness. You know what? You can't see Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead without witnessing to others. You have to tell it. You have to say it. You have to share it. And that's exactly what they did as they forgot about Emmaus and ran back to Jerusalem to tell all the disciples, we've seen him, we've seen him, we've seen him. We know the other testimonies are true because we've seen him too. And I wonder if that's the testimony in your heart. We've seen him. We've seen him. Have you seen him? Then, then I need to know. Think about all the people in this world who have not seen him. They need your testimony. They need your encouragement. They need to hear how God opened your eyes. And now you are able to see. Well, what do we take from this? In terms of a word of encouragement. Well, Maybe we ought to just be very simple and direct about this and say, you know what, some of us need to take another walk with Jesus. Huh? We need to take the time, set our priorities, turn our hearts to walk with Him. If you're hurt this morning or troubled, know this, a walk with Jesus is exactly what you need. If you're confused and uncertain, a walk with Jesus is exactly what you need. If you're lonely or afraid, a walk with Jesus is exactly what you need. And guess what? He wants to walk with you. He wants to. If you look real carefully, you'll see him reaching out his hand to say, let's go. Let's take a walk. Take the time. Take the time. To walk with me. Tell me what's in your heart. Let me show you from the scriptures how you can believe and how you can have a new beginning. This Resurrection Sunday will be one that you remember as you say, yes, Lord, I'll walk with you. But we're going to have a closing prayer and we're going to be dismissed. But before we are, I want to see if there's anyone here this morning. You're not sure of your relationship with Jesus Christ, but you'd like to be. You are the most important person here this morning. Uh, God looks upon you with such love. And God wants you to have new hope in your life and be sure that He's your Savior and Lord. I'm going to stay after the service and meet with anyone who's not sure of their relationship with God. There may just be one person. There may be a few. There may be It doesn't matter. But I want to meet with you and have a prayer with you and a word with you. And uh, I want our, other, our elders to be sensitive to the needs. And if others need counsel this morning, to come down and help me. But uh, I want us to close with this song. <clears throat> Let's pray and thank God for this time together. And then be dismissed. Father, we thank you. 
Oh Lord, oh Lord, we are so grateful. We are so grateful that you not only sent the Messiah, but that we have the faith to trust in him. That we recognize him and accept him and Lord, you've transformed our lives. Lord, we pray especially for those here this morning that aren't sure or aren't walking with you and need to rededicate their lives to you. Lord, we pray that you'd help us. Help us, O oh God, to pray for and support those among us, O oh God, who are not sure and certain in their faith. And Lord, we pray that you'd help us to take the strength from this Resurrection Sunday and face our challenges and go home and truly, truly, truly walk with you daily as you walk with us. Lord, as we witness your power and as we are witnesses for you, we thank you for this time together. We ask you to dismiss us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus Messiah.